everybody, and welcome once again to Starship Podcast Warlock. My name is Drew. My name is Jeff. And we're into the third season of AbFab. That's right. We are watching Absolutely Fabulous. Uh, why you would be joining us right now, I have no idea, but if you are, welcome. Um, we are watching this episode. We're uh, not trying too hard not to talk over the jokes, but, you know, we're, I, you know, honestly, I think we're a little bit quieter on this one than we have been previously on, on other things. We've, uh, we've, we've left a lot of time for people to enjoy the episode in between our occasional comments. So, um, that's a, a service that we here at Starship Podcast Warlock provide to you, the listener. And I do mean the listener. <laughs> uh, in uh, totally irrelevant news, I did a, a, an improv show this weekend for two people. So that would be listeners. Or just watchers. two people, yeah, hmm. um, yeah. It was. It's a two-person show that we're doing now called All In. Uh, so there's two people, a host, uh, someone on tech, and that's pretty much it. So hmm. two of us on stage doing improv. Um, two people uh, also helping coordinate the improv, but otherwise, <laughs> same number of people on stage as in the audience. So that was fun. Uh, it actually was a blast. It was. It was super super fun. Is there audience participation? I mean, do you interact with them a lot, or uh... we did not? Uh, sometimes we bring them up on on stage. For this, we let them sit there, but we did uh, have to get a lot of suggestions from them. So mm. they they got their money's worth, and we got our audience's worth out of them. That's that's attention, and probably good in the time of COVID for limiting exposure. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and I think it was their first improv show, so that must have been weird. Oh wow. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Um, yeah, so I, uh, we, you and I chatted, and we thought that given that it is close to Christmas for us, calendar-wise, um, we should talk about Christmas movies. Uh, it will be after Christmas by the time everyone hears this, unless, unless I am very industrious, which I may have been. You will know by the time you hear this which it was. Um, but yeah, or they're listening to it next year or an entire year later. You, yeah. I mean, if it is after Christmas, you know, feel free to save it for 365 days and listen to it. Well, not that many, cause then you'll miss it again, but you know what I mean? 300 days just to be safe. Two months before Christmas, stick this on and you'll get into the mood just like the department stores do. That's cruel. <laughs> um, so we thought we'd talk about Christmas movies slash Christmas TV shows, um, there is, of course, the usual stuff going around on Twitter about the Christmas episodes of Doctor Who, most of which I don't really care for. Um, I like Husbands of River Song, weirdly enough, um, which is only sort of peripherally a Christmas episode, so maybe that's part of it. Um, I'm a big I'm a big River fan. I uh, I mm -hmm. admit it wholeheartedly, and I'm glad that she got to work with Capaldi. Like I've um, yeah there yeah I, I I do think that's one of the best of the Doctor Who Christmas episodes, I have to agree. And that's not saying much. Sadly, the Christmas ones are usually, you know, a bit on spectacle and stuff like that, but they're not usually the best well-written. Yeah, I mean, they, I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I tend to agree. I, I, I want to say that there must be some reason, but I don't really know what it is. I mean, I thought last Christmas was very clever, but um, it... it it left a few things to be desired for me. Uh, chiefly, I wanted that to be Clara's left last Clara's last episode. Well, it almost it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know it almost was, and it should have been. But that's a whole other story. Um, Christmas Carol was the point when I was watching Modern Who where I said, "Okay, I I get that that this is what's gonna this is what the show is gonna be now, just cute stuff," and I kind of reconciled myself to that. And I was not wrong. I, I was I was okay with that. It was the okay. You're deliberately pulling at the heartstrings, and and I'm I'm eh on that one. But uh, um, like yeah, I mean I, I liked some of the lines. Uh, I mean it was it was it. I liked it for what it was, but acknowledged that you know it. I accept this just because it's uh, Christmas. I mean you know some of the. It's interesting when we think about some of the episodes that aired over Christmas time. There were actually more um, focused on. Um, focused on the arc stuff like i mean the snowmen or um or part one of the end of time i mean i guess those kind of count as 
well, of course, their, their Christmas episodes are both set at Christmas time or whatever, but mm-hmm. those actually felt like they had a little more of a purpose because they were tied into an arc as opposed to a, uh, a standalone. Yeah. And I actually, mean, you think... could argue that for Husbands of River Song as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, uh, my, I think my main beef with Christmas Carol was that, uh, and maybe there's a reason for this that I just don't remember now, but uh, it seemed like the Doctor was like moving heaven and earth to get this curmudgeon to be less scroogey. Uh, but like his would-be girlfriend freezer locked in a uh, case, <laughs> um, he did absolutely nothing to help her. <laughs> I guess yeah, except not- unite her with this guy who now is slightly not a jerk. Yeah, and she's still gonna die in a day or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. That 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 stuff was still um, utter pants. I mean, I mean, and I like Michael Gambon. Um, I, I liked it mainly for um, you know, okay, you have. Uh, sharks flying for the air. That's kind of funny. Um, you mm-hmm. have, uh, if you remember the little honeymoon bit with uh, Amy and Rory, which is kind of hysterical, and probably one of my, um, oh, is it from that episode or or the uh, uh, the next season, the one where um, where he pulls out the psychic paper and the kid says, that's just a bunch of little wavy lines. and It's the, I'm a, I'm a responsible adult. No, that's just a bunch of wavy lines. Oh, it's finally shorted out. A lie too big. Um, <laughs> that's a good line. Yeah, I mean, there's there's bits and pieces that I like, even of the ones that don't necessarily have uh, much merit overall. And I think I'll take those little bits for how well they, um, you know, the 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 Doctor, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. As much as I don't care for, I do. I am amused by the bit where he shows up as the caretaker and builds him, you know, this uh, this like kids' playhouse of their dreams type of thing. And that like mm-hmm. that that whole manicness is hysterical. You could throw away the rest of the episode, but that bit is is funny. Yeah, I mean, I think if I went back now to watch them out of context of, is this going to be the next amazing story, um, then I would probably enjoy them more. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, because if nothing else, they sometimes had Matt Smith in them, and Matt Smith is always appealing. Yeah. um, appealing stories. I usually feel like that he elevated... um, of of all of them, um, he's the one that could elevate lesser material uh, for the most part, just by his uh, performance. And that's not taking myself away, uh, not taking away from the other doctors, all of whom I uh, I uh, adore. But for some reason, um, he's been my favorite. Maybe because he's the closest to uh, uh, in my heart to Tom Baker, who is the mm-hmm. uh, um, who is the the epitome uh, for me for classic Who. Um, so. Yep, that's exactly where I am with with both of them. Uh, maybe it's a boring opinion, but it's the one mm. I hold. Well, and it's also for me, Smith, the fact that he's so, I believe as, uh, as Moffat had said, you know, he was initially looking for somebody older, like I guess he eventually did with Capaldi, mm-hmm. but the fact that Smith did such a good job of embodying not just a kid, but also a, 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 you know, old soul and a young, I mean, the fact that he could swing back and forth between the two of them, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I always found that was, uh, fascinating to me about, about him. Like I, I was usually... When he was angry, I usually felt it more than I ever did with Tennant, and uh, and Tennant is not a bad actor by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, um, that's saying something. Yeah, maybe we should do a Doctor Who podcast after this. Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> what do you think, listener? Well, you know, we we actually would have a few more episodes to go on, even with a bunch of stuff missing. I mean, you know. Yeah, I'd be a lot more uh, chances for us to be late with the next episode too. <laughs> this is true. Late is in the late <laughs> by, When I say we, I, I kind of mostly mean me. Hmm. Um, so Christmas movies, uh, just thinking about that a little bit, uh, I, I always like to say in the same vein that people are like, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, Gremlins is my favorite Christmas movie. I, I think that's a that's a fair cop. Um, yeah. I... Uh, I, I do adore Grandma. I love the theme song for one thing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, is it my favorite Christmas movie? I'm not sure. I, I may go with something that has gotten overly played, and uh, uh, to which I could say everybody's a poser, and I saw it first. But um, before a Christmas story was played fifty million gazillion billion times <laughs> on TNT, uh, my dad, who um, I mean, he had me very late in life, so he's in his 90s now. Um, you know, he grew up during the golden age of radio, and he remembers listening to Gene Shepard on the on the radio narrate all the time. And so I had heard 
the stories when I was a kid. And, and Christmas Story, the movie, came out when I was 10. And we were like, it was opening day, and we were like the only two people in the theater. And, you know, laughing our, our heads off. And, of course, that disappeared without a trace. And, and you know, I, I've had such a reverence for it uh, for so long and, and would, you know, talk to people about it, uh, you know, randomly in the street. And they would walk away very, very fast. But <laughs> <laughs> clearly, at one point, I encountered a TNT executive who heard me and... Uh, <laughs> And and uh, addled their brain enough that they decided to put it on twenty four hours a day, and that was that. Um, so <laughs> it has gotten you know overly played. It has gotten turned into a um, turned into a, a stage show um, of uh, which is kind of so so or whatever. Uh, but uh, but I, I have a soft spot for that back when it was just you know um, myself and my dad. Uh, so it was as much a movie about me as it was about uh, mm-hmm. Ralphie. Yeah, I can see that. It, was that based on a, a series of like a radio show? Yeah, um, a radio show that. and and uh, and books that he wrote. Um, uh, in God We Trust, all others others pay cash. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I have a couple of huh. the uh, on on cassette actually, which I think I've converted to MP3 now of um, some of his uh, um, narration of some of those stories. Right on. Um, Let's see other Christmas movies. Of course, the other one that comes to mind is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, which ah yes, you know, is it is... a Christmas movie or is it a Halloween movie Ooh, or is it both? Who knows? It's both. It's both. <laughs> I mean, it it is a little cliche at this point, uh, maybe more than a little, but uh, I do still enjoy the overlap of those things and like the. This makes me sound really lightweight, but like uh, the Burton esque. Uh, spooky slash eerie slash Halloweeny vibe is my favorite kind of flavor of Halloween. Like I am not into the slasher film, gory, mm-hmm. uh, dismembered limbs, torture Halloween stuff. I'm into just atmosphere. I think for the most part and aesthetic. Um, so I like that. I think that I think it looks great. Uh, and of course. Uh, there's it's not just him of course it's henry Selleck, but um mm-hmm. yeah it's uh that's one of my favorites of course um and in, in the same vein edward scissorhands a movie that i like a little bit less now than i did when i was a teenager but uh but still do like and still do like the kind of christmasy atmosphere of it well you know it's it's funny we normally would pull out wikipedia for this but um i happen to pull out imdb Mm-hmm. And it lists the top 100 Christmas movies of all time. Interestingly enough, the person that posted it, his name is Eric Scissorhands. Um, so, <laughs> Eric Christmas. So, uh, you know, the number one movie listed, see if you can guess, what's the number one on the list? Oh, Die Hard. Nope, that is number two really? on the list. Really? Okay, It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Okay, yep. yeah. Which I've never life. seen. Really? Yeah, I've never seen that. Okay. I've never seen Sound of Music. There's a whole um, bunch of these kind of heartwarming old films that I've never seen. Oh, wow. Um, you know, there's a... I've been watching... I don't tend to watch a lot of um, uh, a lot of things on, on YouTube for things like this, but there's a... Somebody started something during the pandemic. Um, uh, Ashley Burton, if you're listening, uh, called... Um, basically, Millennial is watching... Um, movies that she'd never seen before and sort of catching up oh. over, and, you know, mm-hmm. started during the pandemic and, and actually has a huge Patreon and, and uh, pretty, pretty well done. And, uh, you know, in many cases, not only watched it, but doesn't have any basis for it. And so people have been suggesting different things. And so she does uh, certain things during the holidays. So she was doing Christmas theme movies for the second year in a row. And, um, and so that's, uh, that was entertaining. She watched, I think Die Hard she watched last year, but, um, so uh, I'm trying to think through the ones that I watched that she was watching lately. Um, See, three is a Christmas Carol. Four, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Five, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I, I like the original National Lampoon's uh, Vacation. I don't care for the follow-ups very much at all, sadly. Um, Home Alone is six. Ugh. Christmas Story. <laughs> Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Elf. Ugh. <laughs> yes. Bad Santa. Oh. Gremlins is number eleven, sadly. Um, oh well, I'm glad it made it up that far. Yep. Scrooged. Edward Scissorhands. Trading Places. I do love Trading Places. Um, oh, I never thought of that as a Christmas movie. I guess it is. Oh yeah, huh? yeah. And it's funny. I used to watch that. I mean, I was too young because it was rated R or whatever. But that was like going to be playing on HBO through scrambled uh, squiggly lines, and I would I would listen to the uh, I'd listen to it more <laughs> than I would watch it in that case. Uh, Santa Claus, as in Tim Allen. 
Uh, Joy and Noel, Night Before Christmas, Shop Around the Corner, Happy Season, Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, so I guess they're listing TV stuff as well. Oh, Christmas Chronicles. I thought that would be higher. Uh, one that I'm surprised isn't higher. Um, not not my kind of thing, but uh, at number 22, Love Actually. Oh, yeah. 8-Bit Christmas, Silent Night, Night Before, Black Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Last Christmas, The Ref, Family Man, Boy Called Christmas. And, all right, um, I, I think I'm... Oh, Batman Returns is at 36. Oh, yeah. That's another fave. Yeah. Um, and Shazam is at number 38. I didn't think of that as a Christmas movie. Huh. That's weird. Well, I haven't uh, seen it, so... Yeah. Other interesting things. Number 43 is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jingle All the Way. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen it. I'm sure it's funny. Um, I think if there's any other ones in here that I'm finding particularly interesting. Um, a Very Harold and Kumar Christmas. Uh, not that I'm finding that interesting. I'm just I'm noting that. I'm trying to remember if I've seen that. That is, my girlfriend and I uh, enjoyed the first two movies of those quite a bit and are prone to singing the Weedy song <laughs> at, at any given moment. Okay, I'm amused. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway. Um, I was trying to think for Christmas episodes. I was like, let's see, is there an AvFab Christmas episode I can think of? I, I feel like there's got to be at least one episode with, like, uh, Bubble dressed in a ridiculous, like, uh, elf outfit. <laughs> I think there is a, at least one AbFab Christmas special, but I can't remember now. Yeah. It, it's in some of the, I think it might be in the later years when things get a little more difficult to keep track mm -hmm. of. I mean, of these I, I certainly very did orderly enjoy... six episode seasons. Uh, I'm I'm sad that even though the listing TV shows, apparently Blackadder's Christmas Carol did not make that list. Oh, pity. Yeah. Well. Pity. We disagree. <laughs> did you, you did say Die Hard was number two, right? Yes, that's correct. Jesus. All right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I don't hate Die Hard. I just am tired of the cliche of it being a Christmas movie. Well, I, I love the fact that somebody said um, uh, somebody said something like, well, it's it's really a, 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 I don't know. There, there's been so many memes beyond that at that point that it's not a Christmas movie. It's a, this movie on top of all that. Like, it's. Whatever, I'm I'm amused, but I, I do <laughs> yeah. I do agree with the fact that um, that it's it's a shame that uh, more people don't think of Gremlins when they grab for uh, Christmas movies. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it, it's a surprisingly gory if you count you know Gremlin guts being gory, which you kind of have to. Yeah, uh, movie. I mean it, it it's I hate to say it's dark, because <laughs> that's a little. That's a little much, but it, it kind of is. Uh, well, it was, you know. I mean, I believe that and Temple of Doom were like the two movies that kind of um, uh, paved the way for the PG-13 rating. I believe it. Yeah. I was enchanted, though. I loved Gremlins so much. I, I remember my, my mom tells a story. I don't remember this because I, I was asleep. I had read the novel and I'd mm -hmm. fallen asleep reading it and I had headgear at the time. Um, oh, no. And I had not put my headgear on, uh, and uh, Mom had tried to wake me up to go get me to put it on. And supposedly what I said is, no, I can't because the Gremlins will get me. <laughs> it might have helped, but probably not. Yeah, I don't know. They would have messed with it. I don't know. But yeah, I uh, read that book over and over again. I, I'm not even sure how much later than reading the book I actually got to see the movie. Hmm. Uh, it was a little while, but I had like the book and I had the like, magazine of the film, hmm. you know, with a bunch of photos from it, which is I, how I first fell in love with Phoebe Gates. I had that for, for several movies. Um, it's it's funny to think about that, um, that, you know, it's easy enough for anybody to pretty much see the movies or see them in any medium you want right now. But for some, in some cases, like, that was the main way. Like, uh, you know, certainly for a lot of uh, Doctor Who, where people would sit there and read through the, you know, the Terrence Dicks novelizations, right? I mean... Mm -hmm. um, that was me, too. Yeah, so probably... Uh, you know, read that more often than actually seeing the episodes. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't just pull it up at a moment's notice. I read The Dinosaur Invasion over and over and over as a kid because it was the very, it was one of the first two Doctor Who anythings I'd ever gotten. And hmm. the novelization's very good. Yeah. Um, but the episode, it, it, they struggled, I think, to make it. Uh, it's still pretty great, but it's uh, it kind of despite the effects, as I'm sure you know. 
the uh, the guy that drew all the covers for that passed away, like I think in the last month Chris or so. Chris Achilles, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. His his stuff is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like well, the on fact... that note, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no I was going to say that I forget which uh, like somebody did, or maybe it's before Terrence Dicks passed, but so, somebody did some novelizations of a few recent Doctor Who episodes, and he had done the covers for them to make it look like it was in that old range. Oh, I didn't know that he did those. For some reason, I thought they were just in the style of it. I, I thought he, I could be wrong, but I thought he actually did. But, no, you're um, you're probably right. I'll have to go back and check. I have a bunch yeah. of those. All right. That? Anyway, well, let's watch some some Abfab. Um, and of course, we're going to watch series three, episode one. But we'll say that once again in just a moment after this brief musical interlude. <laughs> All right, everyone, it's time to watch some AbFab. Uh, we are watching Series 3, Episode 1, entitled Door Handle. You're a Without door a... handle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough, I, I am. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but it applies. So I'm going to count from 3 down to 1, and then I'm going to say play. And when I say the word play, we're all going to hit play on our various playback media and uh, watch this simultaneously. Are you ready, Jeff? I am. Me too. Here we go. Three, two, one, play. Music is not copyrighted, so we can actually hear it. This is lovely. That was a nice change. I wish this were really happening. Spoilers. Shame all those hunky painters and things were a dream. (laughs) Supposed to this music, which is copyright. But I'm hearing it. The actual one or, or the generic? Yeah. The oh, wow. one sung by uh, yep. Mine's our the creative team here.
<laughs> Is that what you do on a Mac? You apple ties? <laughs> you would know. Berry lads? Hmm. This is already feeling very crisp. I don't think I would have gotten that joke if not for the subtitles. Well, that's aged well. <laughs> I was like, why is Safi smiling like that? But I think I know. Which should be a interesting hint to those at home that don't know this episode. Mm -mm. I've had that feeling. I want to hear the other side of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cancel the meetings. <laughs> I forgot about this.
<laughs> hey, I got us the title of this episode, okay? <laughs> that is a big lift. For her. Sorry, the BBC didn't give us the budget for this until the next episode, so we have to work without a kitchen. In some sitcoms, this would have reset after that. Mm -hmm. But they are keeping it going. I have jeans like that. <laughs> I thought you meant like her coat. She has a point. I don't want to live in that danger either. I don't think you usually find them dangling from the ceiling. Mm, I see. There we go. There's our Christmas theme. 
Awesome. The sneer. <laughs> wow. I did not think she would even thank her. Ha, 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 ha. 
They're in cabs now. I do love the fact you can hear the Act 2 intermission from Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> What's she going to do? It is a very special door handle. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Keep in mind that was within a year after the Northridge quake. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is 1995. Northridge quake was 94. Oh. I didn't realize it was that late. <laughs> oh no. Oh, jeez. Jeez. I love that she got the... Oh. <laughs> that was what I was about to comment on, was the kitchen. All right. That is the end of Door Handle. And That's... now... Yes? No, go ahead. Oh, oh, and now we're going to take a short break and come back and talk about it. We're back to talk about Door Handle, the first episode of Series 3 of AbFab. Jeff, what'd you think? So, uh, what I was going to say was, so there was a uh, there, there was a little skit at the very end after the credits roll, because there was not in my version. Ah, uh, interesting. Was there something said during the credits? No. Wow. <laughs> no, okay. the, last thing, the last thing was her yelling at Safi about, uh, about her birthday. Man, I am glad um, I got the DVDs of this. So all it says is uh, basically just they finally notice the kitchen's been done. She's like, the kitchen, it's been done. And then she goes, you can't get anything done in a day. And that's it. But yeah. you don't see anything. It's just under the credits. Yeah, no, that was um, that was not there at all. Um, Fascinating. Yeah, uh, it, which is funny because I did remember that, and, and like that is the payoff, right? It's you know it's the real Inspector Hound moment where you've had the dead body on the stage <laughs> yes. for for an hour, and then finally somebody trips over it and notices the thing in plain sight. So I mean, you're waiting for that shoe to drop in this. So for them to take that out was, uh, um, I uh, I mean that 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 moves this episode up for me a little bit. The fact that that actually does get um, 
does get pulled out. Uh, the the bit with Safi's birthday, you know, even though it's obviously foreshadowed because she's been smiling and 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 being nice to mom in the very beginning, and then of course it doesn't happen. Like for me, I feel like that needed a bit more of a payoff. Um, it, it just it it didn't that bit didn't really work for me. Um, hmm. Uh, I, I do like the setup, but it just didn't. I mean, it was overshadowed by everything with the kitchen and all of that. And, of course, they went there and back in a day. And, I mean, you know, the time wouldn't necessarily have synced up. It, it, <laughs> you know, so that, that doesn't yeah. quite fit either. I mean, the, the, for me, the first half of the episode works well. And then after that, it just kind of, um, I, I don't know. Um, the uh, it, it It just doesn't hang together uh, for me. Uh, but uh, there's enough in the first part. My God, the bit with uh, Bubble and the dog, and uh, and the bit <laughs> with uh, with the feedback over the cell phones, and the fact that uh, that you know she's trying to talk to her over the phone, and and but she won't leave. She just keeps coming back. Um, that whole bit was funny, and of course, uh, Pat's and um, and Safi with the uh, with the exam. I mean, it's kind of funny. Oh I mean, God. you know, we we've seen and we will see in a couple episodes again uh, the bits where Safi has to be the adult in the uh, in the scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's always a bit enjoyable. And of course, having um, you know that with uh, Pat saying leave the door open, you know somebody's going to walk by and see something at, at some point. And uh, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm glad it's grand in a way. I almost wish that uh, that Eddie had walked by as well, but uh, or or actually or Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the payoff with Grand also worked pretty well. So like there's, uh, although the end of it doesn't really hang together for me, there's bits of this episode I quite enjoy. Yeah, I mean I think you're right. I I rate this one quite highly, and I didn't remember that I would, but I think that it's um, there's something about there's something about it that's crisper in a way than some of the the last two seasons. And I'm trying to figure out what I mean by that, I guess it's just that. Um, it feels like it's pitched correctly like at least in this one Adina's like horribleness never quite goes over the top I mean it's bad <laughs> she's a dick but uh, you know it, it, it kind of stays in, in some of the previous ones I felt like her rants could just go on a little too long I was like okay okay I got it um, that might also but in be this one it felt right that might also be a reason why I have trouble with the end of the episode because that's the one bit where I feel like all of a sudden it's it's boom it's back to the old uh, the, the old really bad Eddie. Yeah, um, um, but I it wasn't too egregious for me. Um, it could have been worse. I think that I don't always like the sort of montagey bit, uh, like in this one, they're kind of like going around London and shopping and and doing New York mildly mean, funny yeah. physical comedy. Um, but it, you know, it wasn't bad. And uh, as you say, like the, the bit with anything where Safi and Patsy have to attempt to be nice to each other for 30 seconds is always amazing. Like, it's just so great watching the two of them try to control their mutual revulsion and, and be vulnerable for a minute. <laughs> it's, it's so great. Um. Yeah, I just love that. And there was something nice about how self-contained this was, too. Um, where there's not really a lot going on with anyone outside of our main characters. True. Okay, I was curious by what way you meant self-contained. Because I'm like, well, they ended up in New York, even though they don't really interact with anybody. And it's not self-contained as much as it really is the second part of a two-parter. Mm, yeah, uh, that's true. And, but And I actually like the fact that, that it wasn't just, boom, there here you go, brand new kitchen. I kind of like the fact that you had to deal with... Uh, the fact that, of course, Eddie is going to drag her her, um, her feet and not get anything done on it, although bitch about it uh, a lot. Like, that feels very true to the character. Um, mm-hmm. And I do love I do love the beginning, you know, uh, the, the dream sequence there. And I'm glad they didn't drag it out for too long. I'm glad it was just a little um, tag in the beginning. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's funny, actually, when they went to New York at that point, I, like, I, I had to take a look. I thought the episode was pretty much... It felt like it was close to over at that point for me. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like that already did whatever it, it needed to do. And I think that's why I had the uh, particular uh, the particular issue. But the, the first half to two-thirds was uh, was very strong character work all mm-hmm. around. Um, yeah, it sounds like I liked it a little bit more than you did, but I understand your, your kind of uh, complaints about the back part of it. 
well, you know, we, we can't have all our ratings be equal for every season. Like Thank we goodness. Did for last oh season. my God. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I'm enjoying that we're now in, in series three. I, I had kind of forgotten how, uh, like if sex was like an anomaly in the series, but, uh, I think it may not be, I think the other ones are going to be pretty entertaining too, but I guess we'll find out. I mean, I, I'll, I will say from what I remember that I, although sex is the high watermark, like I think the first three or four are funny and then they try to inject a whole bunch of, of drama and stuff like that that they, they kind of mm -hmm. resolve at the very end. And that, and that bit for me, I seem to recall at the time, was the that, that just didn't work for me or it was interesting, but it wasn't interesting enough to, um, to keep my interest. So I'm curious to see if it plays differently now. Yeah, I think just as Adina being too horrible is a little tough to watch. Safi being too angry can be as well. Not mm -hmm. that she's not justified, but just that it's, it, it does um, make it less funny. <laughs> well, there's... Because she's reacting emotionally, honestly, to this awful living situation she has. I mean, there's other stuff I'll comment on that, but I, th I think I'll wait until after those episodes air. Yeah, that'll be of, a good time to yeah. discuss. Uh, we've put in a little bit of foreshadowing, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the bubble stuff is amazing. <laughs> Laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a Christmas reference, so there you go. Oh, God. I mean, in some ways that joke is, is not nearly as... It, like it, it shouldn't be as funny as it is, but it is because it's Jane Horrocks. So, mm -hmm. well, I love the fact that you know she get, even from our vantage point, like clearly some of the audience could see her before we could because she's getting mm -hmm. applause before she's even uh, completely made it into the shot. It could just be the the cue card went up too fast. I I don't I don't know. I I think that was genuine and and the laughter that happened like that's that's a um that's a cheers, you know, Norm walks into a bar type uh, reaction in that point. I think I think Bubble was enough of a a breakthrough guest star at this point or or part of our cast. Mhm. Mm uh Lord knows if I was in the audience I would be doing that. Yeah. True true. Well, uh we'll find out if our predictions uh come true uh as we proceed through the rest of this series. Um as you know, if you're a long-time listener, we are available on Twitter at Starship Warlock. Uh, no podcast in the middle. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you are enjoying AbFab and you think, hey, it'd be great if you guys kept going through the later seasons. Or if you're like, I never liked AbFab. I wish you guys would stop. But I can't, I can't stop listening to you because you're so entertaining. But I wish you would switch to a different show. Um, then also sell us that. Because we are here solely to please ourselves but also you possibly in that order but not necessarily right uh but yeah that's it i think so for until next time this has been drew this has been jeff and you've been listening to the siren in the background and starship podcast war warlock bye everybody bye bye